Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to An Overcoming Life. We're so glad you joined us today, and you're going to be blessed. You say, Bobby, you say that on every program. Yes, I do, and aren't you blessed? I know that some things we have on here pertain a little bit more to you sometimes than they do other times. But there's one person that we've had on here that every time he speaks, people are blessed, our ratings go up, and people, we have feedback that is just so good. So the, the signs and wonders and miracles follow this man. So you're going to be blessed today. I'm so glad that you're watching. Isaac, welcome back to An Overcoming Life. So good to be here with you. Just today. take your liberty, whatever God give you, brother. Well, I just want to talk about the God of miracles. Amen. The God that created heaven and earth. They created us. They created everything that there is, has revealed himself in the Word of God as the God of miracles. Yes. All the way from the book of Genesis through the book of Revelation, we find God working miracles, signs, and wonders, revealing himself in all of his glory to his creation, praise God, revealing his love and his power and even his judgments at times through miracles. And um, we're living in the very last days before Jesus comes back. We're seeing everything prepared for the coming of the Lord. But praise God, the Lord wants to encourage us that he wants us to be a people who walks in his power, whom he can use to reveal his miracle working power to this generation amen many people today are deceived they've turned to uh, false religions turned to eastern um, mysticism and meditation and yoga and tarot cards and and astrology and all of these things because they're looking for answers but i want to tell you praise god we need look no further than the Word of God. Amen. Because every answer pertaining to life and godliness is in the Word of God. You know, when I was young, I sought out Buddhism. I sought out, you know, many different things trying to find the answer of life. But I was on drugs. I was a heavy drinker of alcohol and uh, did many uh things that I am now ashamed of doing the way that I live my life. I was seeking after happiness, what would make me happy. But in my search for truth, I found Jesus. <laughs> Nothing else could set me free. But when, when Jesus came to me, when I called upon his name, he broke the chains and set yes. me free. Praise God. And uh, it was a miraculous encounter that I had with him the day that I got saved. 
As a matter of fact, I could feel um, demons all around me. And I felt like they were trying to take my life. And I heard the Lord say, it's time to repent because the Lord had dealt with me for so long and I had continued to seek for answers other places and through other means. But he continued to deal with me and show me that he is the way. And I continued to rebel against him, rebel against his call and think that I knew better than him. And so on May the 5th, 2002, almost 20 years ago, um, on that day, I felt demons all around me. And I heard the Lord say, it's time to repent. If you don't repent now, it's going to be too late. The Lord doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants to save us all. But there's a devil who comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And the devil wanted to kill me before I got saved. He wanted to kill me and take my life and take my soul to hell while I was on drugs, while I was drinking, while I was fornicating, while I was living my life in sin. So when, the, when that happened to me, I fell down on my knees and I began to cry like a baby. And I said, Lord, if you will set me free, if you'll save me, because I knew I couldn't save myself. I had tried everything that I could think of to try to get free. But the more that I tried, the more bound I became. Mm. And so I said, if you'll save me, if you'll set me free, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And the Lord gave me a vision of a church. And I think I've shared this with you before in North Georgia, just a few miles away from where I lived at the time. Like I had passed by a thousand churches and showed me this one church. It was called um, Christian uh, charismatic Christian Center in Monroe, Georgia. <laughs> and uh, he, a man of God named uh, Dr. Keith Ellis was the pastor. He's been on Sid Roth several times. And uh, so um, anyway, he showed me this church. He said, get up right now and go to that church. So I got up as fast as I could. I went in, went to that church, walked on the inside. And uh, the, immediately I could just feel bricks felt like they were falling off of me. And I sat down amongst many, many people in this large congregation, and the pastor was preaching on the spirit of Isaac. Well, that's my name. <laughs> and he preached for a few minutes, and he pointed out towards me. I looked to the left and the right. He said, no, son, I'm talking to you. And he began to tell me things about my life that nobody could have known but God. And he said, he, he said, will you come up here? He called me up on the platform. Wow. He said, do you want to be delivered from drugs and alcohol? I said, yes, sir. That's the reason I came in here. Wow. And so he prayed for me, never touched me. But the power of God knocked me on the floor. <laughs> and I, well. I didn't know what was happening to me. And instinctively, I remember in my mind thinking I need to get up, but I tried to get up and I couldn't. And so as I just surrendered there on the floor, the greatest peace I'd ever known began to flood through every part of my being. Every fiber of my being was just being infused with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And um, Jesus walked up 
to me in the spirit as I was out under the power of God and reached on the inside of me and pulled that old stony, rebellious, disobedient, hard heart out of me and put in a new heart, mm-hmm. a heart of flesh, a heart that could obey him, a heart that he wrote his laws and his commandments upon that he would lead me and guide me by his spirit. Mm-hmm. After some time, I opened my eyes and and they helped me up and I was just, I was just um, drunk. In the spirit. And um, many people that know, say drunk, you go to church and get drunk. Yeah, it's not on wine, amen. Not no. drunk with wine, but it's drunk with the, the spirit of God. It's something so wonderful. Nothing that the liquor store sells can compare to it. I guarantee you, praise God. No nasty hangover. Amen. No DUIs, praise God. No no killing innocent families or or destroying your family because of it. It's just wonderful. The air of heaven, praise God. So anyway, um, so from that day, the Lord delivered me from drugs and alcohol. I never... Uh, touched another woman until the Lord gave me my wife. I got married to her over 19 years ago. (laughs) And um, that was a miracle in itself, brother and sister, because it was 10 months, right at 10 months after I got saved. I was in that very church where I got saved. And a young lady walked into the church and... um, I shook her hand, Mm -hmm. and when I shook her hand, I had been fasting and praying, and I was very sensitive to the Spirit of God, and I heard him speak to me, and he said, son, she is your wife. Spoke to me as clear as I'm talking to you, and he spoke to her at the same time and said, he is your husband. And she said it was like a bolt of electricity went through her body. And she went home and touched her mother on the shoulder and said, I met a guy today. And her mother, not even saved, turned around and said, he's going to be your husband. Oh, wow. I was 23 at the time and she was 17. And um, less than two months after that, you single ladies out there, don't you wish God to do something like that for you? Amen. <laughs> Less than two months after that, we got married and have been wow. in full-time ministry for over 19 years, yeah. have four children together. Our oldest son just went into the Air Force to boot camp yesterday, and that was a that was a hard thing for us, you know, as it always is for, for uh parents but this is the thing about it we've raised him in the lord we know that the lord is with him and he'll be with him and and protect him and watch over him see and that's the thing about having the lord with you praise god no matter what happens in this world he's going to be with you wherever you go he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother so so i got saved the lord gave me a wife and a wife, by the way, that loves Jesus with all of her heart. And see, that makes such a big difference that you make sure that you marry somebody that loves Jesus with all of their heart. Because if they love Jesus, they'll love you. Amen. If they're faithful to Jesus, they'll be faithful to you. Praise God. And and so I was born again Mm -hmm. 
into an atmosphere of miracles. This church where the Lord had led me to go, every service there was a healing line. Every service, people came from all over and they were healed. Blind eyes were opened. Sicknesses and diseases disappeared. People were being born again, filled with the Spirit of God. The crippled were walking everywhere. There were people laid out under the power of God. The Lord was doing wonderful things in this church, praise God. And the Lord at that time, even though I knew even from the time that I was a young boy that I had been called to preach and had run from that calling for a long time, uh, even when I surrendered my life to the Lord and surrendered to call to the call to preach, I specifically did not know many things about the ministry that the Lord was calling me into. Well, it was at this church, uh, and after I was at that church for a good while that the Lord began to reveal to me as I was fasting and praying that he had called me specifically to a miracle ministry, praise God, Mm. a healing miracle ministry where people would be healed and set free from demonic powers and the crippled would walk and the the dumb would speak and the deaf would hear and the blind would see. Well, I had no idea when the Lord began to speak these things, what he had in store or the adventures, praise God, that I would be uh, able to partake in as I walked in the Spirit of God. Amen. And so there's a truth that God wants every believer to lay hands on the sick and for them to be healed, for every believer to cast out devils. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. But this is the reality. Not many ever come to the place where they're walking in these manifestations because it takes dedication and it takes consecration Mm. and it takes a willingness to humble ourselves in fasting and praying and the way of the Spirit of God today is the same as it was in the life of Jesus Christ and the life of the disciples that came after Jesus, the apostles, as we see Mm. uh, their ministries unfolding in the book of Acts. And, you know, those people would not do anything without spending long seasons in prayer and days in mm. fasting. It was mm. as they did those things, they wouldn't even ordain somebody, lay hands on somebody until they had fasted and prayed. You can read it all the way through the book of Acts. Mm. Well, where did they get that from? From their master. That's what Jesus showed us in the gospels. Amen. His mm. ministry. Remember when he w- was baptized? Yeah. In the in the river Jordan, and immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, yeah. and there he did what for forty days and forty yes. nights. He fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Then he came out of the wilderness and the power of the Spirit was upon him and he began to declare a word from uh, a word from um, out of Isaiah in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Now this is directly after Jesus was baptized, went into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, fasting and praying, was tempted by the devil in in many different ways, came out in victory, and then he declares this word. 
He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Jesus declared that he had come to do these wonderful works after he had prayed and fasted. And then he didn't just declare that he had come to do them, but he began to do them. He began both to do and to teach, praise God. And he declared in John, praise God, chapter 14, verse 12, before he died on the cross, for our sins, he declared this concerning his disciples and all who would believe in him. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. That word works is actually miracles. It means, it, it comes from the, the Hebrew word uh, and the, uh, the Greek word rather, dunamis. Dunamis power, miracle deeds. Amen. And so he said that those that believe on him would do these same works, these same miracles that I do and greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. In other words, not necessarily in quality, but in quantity. Hmm. Why? Because there shall be many sons, hmm. many daughters hmm. raised up for his glory, praise hmm. God. And so the disciples who had received this word in this time, at this time, and in the book of Acts, they recognized, praise God, that to actually believe on him didn't just mean to mentally assent that they acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. But to believe in him meant also to be willing to be a disciple of his teachings. Praise God. Of his manner of life. That they would follow in his steps that they would walk in the light even as he was in the light, that they would follow his example. That's what it truly means to believe, praise God. See, when we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I believe that you died for me on the cross, that you became uh, Lord, that you're the Lord, that you're my Savior, that, that you've come to redeem me from the curse, that you've come to wash my sins away. Well, today many people think that they can acknowledge that and then go about living pretty much the same as the world lives mm -hmm. and that one day because of they made that uh, confession or they prayed that prayer that they're going to be in heaven. Mm -hmm. But true discipleship means what Jesus said. He that comes to me, 
must be willing to lay down his life, take up his cross, and follow after me. And Jesus said, if you're not willing to do that, you're not even worthy to be my disciple. So when we're born again, because we pray a prayer, which is all that it really takes is a true prayer of repentance. Amen. Saying, I'm turning away from this life. I acknowledge you that you're saving me, watching me. Uh, from my sins in your own blood. I'm turning away from this world. I'm turning away from this life of sin and I'm going to follow you. So when we're born again by the Spirit, that's just the very, very beginning. Praise mm -hmm. God. And it's like a baby. When a baby's born, if the mama throws that baby over in a crib somewhere and doesn't feed it milk, that baby's not going to live. That baby's going to die, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's the same when we're born of the Spirit. We've got to begin to eat the sincere milk of the Word of God and grow thereby. Amen. We've got to begin to drink that milk of the Spirit, praise God, the Word of God, and grow into mature disciples for Jesus Christ. And what that means is to live a life that Jesus lived when he was on this earth. He showed us the way that he wants us to live. Now that includes, praise God, many times doing what is very difficult for this flesh to do and can only be accomplished when we're walking in the spirit. He said, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh or the desires of the flesh. Now, for example, somebody that you've confided in, they begin to lie about you, Brother Frank. They begin to say all kinds of evil things about you and gossip about you and, and backbite, you know. And, and, and so when you find out, your flesh nature would want to get revenge. Your flesh nature would want to defend itself. Your flesh nature would want to revile those that have reviled you. But we have received, when we're born again, another nature. Right. A nature of love. A nature, praise God, that says, listen, you might do these things against me, but I love you anyway. I love you. I care about you. Praise God. And and. We understand that they're not doing those things against us anyway. They're doing them against our master, Jesus Christ. And so we must love, we must forgive, praise God, and we must pray for them. Hallelujah. That yes. that they will that they will be forgiven, that they will have their eyes open to see that the way that they've treated us and are will also treat other people is not the way of the Lord. Jesus said, bless those that curse you. Love your, pray for those that persecute and despitefully use you. And so as we're, as we're coming into this discipleship, we're, we're, we begin to see the way that Jesus responded. How many remember when uh, they came to arrest Jesus? And Peter in his zeal mm -hmm. took out his sword <laughs> and, and cut, off, cut off Malchus's ear. Started hacking and chopping. <laughs> and did Jesus say, serves you right. You shouldn't have came messing with me. You see my boys are with me. They'll teach you a lesson. That's what we would do in our in our human nature. Right. Yeah. But the new nature anyway. 
cause us to do what Jesus did. What did he do? He reached down and he got that bloody ear in the midst of all of these accusers, of these soldiers that had come to arrest him on the basis of false accusation. And he put that ear on this, I'm sure, um, terrified, crying soldier who had just lost his ear and could have been killed easily. He put it right back on him and he healed him. And he said, he that lives by the sword She'll die by the sword. Praise God. See, we're not to live by swords and guns and knives and think that we're going to win anything that way. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty towards God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, we're to live by the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, as Jesus did. And that's when we'll see the God of miracles show up. Praise God. When we begin to use the word of God, every time that the enemy comes to tempt us, to attack us, to assail us, when we'll hide this word in our heart so that we don't sin against God and we'll answer every attack of the enemy with the word of God, that's when we are on miracle working ground and we begin to see the God of this word, who is the God of miracles, show up and destroy our enemies, drive back the forces of hell and give us victory on every side. Praise God. Yes. And we see the example of uh, using the word uh, from Jesus when he was in the desert during those 40 days. That's how he dealt with the enemy. Amen, brother. It is written. It is written. It is written. Right. And if we would learn the simplicity of that truth, we could walk in victory. Praise God. Yeah. See, the power is in the word. Right. Hallelujah. His word will not return unto him void. It will go forth and prosper and do that which God has purposed and sent it to do. The dew and the rain that comes down. Hallelujah, brother. It's like, uh, Brother Isaac, to me, when we speak God's word over a situation, then it has to line up with God's word if, if God's give you a promise about something and you speak it, it's got to, the situation's got to line up. Yeah, and what, what Because happened? nothing's greater than God's Word. No. And God performs His Word. So if you're speaking His Word out about something, His Word is going to bring to pass that which God has said He would do. What did the Lord say? You shall have what you say. Remember, yeah. remember, uh, Many have called it uh, Hagen eleven twenty three or twenty four. <laughs> yeah. It's Mark eleven twenty three actually, and it's the truth. If we'll take God's word and put it in our mouth and speak it out, then we will possess what God says we can have, and we can be what God says we can be. But it's only as we're walking in the word of God. Hallelujah. We're about to run out of time. Oh, so quickly. <laughs> but this Is there any closing remarks you want to make to the yes. people? 
just receive this word. Mm -hmm. Let it go into your heart. Praise God. Open your ears to it and get your Bible out and begin to find the promises of God and apply them to your life and begin to speak them over your life. Whatever your situation is, you will begin to see it change. Be diligent and speak nothing but the word of God. Hands up. This is Bobby. Frank over here. Isaac. Saying God loves you, my friend, and so do we. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.